Welcome back to the 12 Sided Guys. We have Matt as an old Catman war veteran. Hi. Scott as the heir to a defunct kingdom with terrible fashion sense. That's me. Jordan as a sentient robot summoner from an ancient civilization. <clears throat> Salutations. <laughs> Sabrina as a giant axe wielding warrior in need of a hairstylist. Hey there. Me, Paul, as the 16-bit game console that your parents used to use as a babysitter. Hello. And Andrew, as a guest player yet to be revealed. Greetings. So we got a Patreon at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. That's one, two-sided guys that will help you stay up to date with maps, a wiki, and bonus content. We know that becoming a patron is not in everyone's budget, so thank you immensely for those of you that have become patrons. And for those of you not able to at this time, you can always help out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It literally takes two minutes and it helps other people find us. Anyway, I'm glad your mom said you could come over. We got some Papa Murphy's cooking and I even talked my mom into renting a video game on a school night. Hell yeah. I told it was full of history lessons. Let's see. Power on. Awesome. Somebody played this already. Let's try out this random save game. So if anyone's played this game that we're going to be playing, it is full of quasi history. It's where in time is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I did love that game. <laughs> we are not playing Weird Time is Carmen San Diego. The reboot on Netflix was actually pretty good. But they made her a hero. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I watched it with my kids. But she's supposed to be the bad guy. Oh, no, but they had Liam O'Brien as one of the villains, so it was it was okay. It was fun. I watched it with my kids. Nari and the boys, suddenly from blackness, light, you are standing on this platform covered in grass. It's about 25 feet by 25 feet. It looks like it's floating way up in the sky. The wind is blowing. You can see that there is a thin bridge that leads to another platform further south. And guarding that bridge, you see three blue crystalline robot things. They are, they look shiny. They look like they're made out of like blue glass. And as you look at them, they notice you and their one red eye points right at the four of you guys. And as you look over to your right, you see, well, what what do we see, Andrew? There's a blonde boy, probably about 15, 16 years old, standing there holding a flute at the ready as though it were a sword, who looks over at the four of you with a look of surprise on his face, but not a look of aggression. Uh, who are you? What the hell? Uh, that's probably the best answer (laughs) where are we where's the where's the ground what are those things well i'm not 100 sure but i'm sure that they want to do me harm Uh, as to where we are i think that there is a better time to answer that question and let's all roll initiative (laughs) oh boy Oh, and according to the wiki, they're actually called blue cybers. Pine rolled a 24. Whoa, that's a net 20. Nice. Nari rolled a 16. Ebby got a 12. Joff got a 9. Will got a 9. All right, and the blue cybers 
They got a, I think that's a, they rolled a 17. I'm pretty sure that's going to end up being a 16. So once again, Ebby bringing up the rear on the initiative tracker. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Beep, boop, wolves. Ebby, get it together. You're looking bad in front of these other robots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Pine, that brings us to you. All right. So Pine, seeing these called Blue Cybers. He'll draw his new sword, Sharp Wit. Which is, a cor- apparently, it is obnoxiously thin and wiry. He actually got it from uh, his ex-girlfriend. I was gonna, his late his <laughs> late girlfriend. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's called Sharp Wit. Uh, fun fact about this sword, on the hilt of this sword, it actually has the text of the oldest known Ustranian joke inscribed on it in Ustranian. And the joke is, what hangs in a man's thigh and longs to poke the hole that it has often poked before. Excuse me? A key. (laughs) (laughs) It's a key. (laughs) A fitting sword for a jester. (laughs) Yes. Fantastic. All right, Pine, you and Sharp Wit, what are you going to do? So it looks like there are are three of these um, robots. So I'm going to... It just attack, come up and uh, attack the closest one to me. Okay. So move forward. It uh, looks like I'm going to go right in front of Nari. Okay. Between Nari and this, and this robot, and I'm going to make an attack with my new sword, Sharp Wit. Okay. Uh, that's a 26 to hit. That definitely hits. And that does 12 piercing damage. 12 damage. Perfect. All right. And then... I've been warned that I'm probably going to die. So I'm going to go ahead and save some spell slots uh, and I'll take another shot. Okay. That's a 25 to hit. 25. That definitely hits for 10 more damage. Nice. And that'll be my turn. Fantastic. All right. Nari, you are up. All right. Nari is going to come up next to Pine here and um, she's actually going to swing at the robot that's kind of in the center. And she's going to use her new axe, which she has rewrapped the handle with her other, her old axe's leather. And that is a 23 to hit. That will definitely hit. For 16 damage. And then she's going to come in again. 15 to hit. That definitely hits. Oops, 7 damage. Nice. All right, these two have taken some damage. Next, we have got (gasps) Blue Cybers. So we have got... Three blue cybers, and the only people in range right now are Nari and uh, Pine. More like boo cybers, right? Am I right? (laughs) Boo cybers. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, so we have got one of them is going after Pine, one of them is going after Nari, and one of them is going to do something different. So, Pine, there is this blue cyber. He's got two fists. He's going to punch at you two times. Let's see what he gets. He rolled a... 13 and a 19. Do either one of those hit? The 19 will hit, yeah. Okay. You're going to take 12 damage. Oof. Oof. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say that the sound effects for this <laughs> game are pretty much the same as the last time we played a random save game. So feel free to go oof, 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 or whatever you do. <laughs> All right. Okay, Nari, you got two shots coming at you in your shiny uh, mithril chainmail. And how about a 10 or a natural one? I'm guessing either one of those hit. <laughs> No. Okay. The third one looks over at this young boy, this adolescent boy with his purple flute, and he is going to 
point both fists at you as they launch off and rocket towards you. So, Andrew. Oh, no. How about, oh, my gosh, my rolls are terrible. How about a nine or a 13? Yeah, that's going to be a miss. Uh, Okay. Well, they tried. All right. Blue Cybers are done. Ebby, with your 12, it's your turn. What? 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 You rolled rolled a 12. (laughs) I did. Yeah. You're not last. <laughs> yeah, you beat me this time. <laughs> I guess I guess so. Our sneaky rogue with his dexterity with his high dexterity is after you. <laughs> and um advantage on the roll. Oh god, worse oh. than you. <laughs> oh, that's, awesome. that's that's a big win for Abby actually. Um so which which of these blue cybers has not been damaged yet? So the the one that so there's three cybers, there's a one on the left, one on the right, and then there's one kind of in the middle on the pathway. The one to the left has not been damaged yet. He's the one who actually launched fists. Oh, and by the way, after he launched those fists, he grew new ones right back. Oh, Trixie mm-hmm. and false. Ebby's going to kind of widen his stance as you do when drawing forth magical energy and raise his hand up um, into the sky and call a bonfire up from beneath that one. So that one needs to make a DC 15 dex saving throw or take 2d8 damage. So he rolled a 15, which means he got a 14. So how much damage does he take? He takes eight fire damage. Eight fire damage. All right. And that'll be my turn for now. All right. That brings us now to Joff. Joff will glance at Ebby as he's running past up towards the rock creatures and say, do your arms grow back like that if you shoot them out? And he will run up to the guy and strike out with his short sword. And you're attacking the same one that Pine was attacking the earlier? The same one that Pine was attacking. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits. For, oh, I rolled really bad. For 15 damage. Um, so six that, piercing and nine precision. That will hit. So that was You said that was 15? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Is that your turn? Uh, I'll strike at him with my, uh, my chakram as well. Okay. Um, 11 to hit. That probably doesn't hit. Actually, that does hit. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, for 10 damage. Nice. All right. Perfect. Yeah, this guy looks like he's taking some serious damage. Let's see. We have, uh, moving on now to the unnamed young boy with his purple flute. I'm going to glance around at these guys. I don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're here to help. Uh, leap forward with acrobatic agility and attack this blue cipher right here with that flute. The one on the left? The Yep, the one on the left. Perfect. Uh, let's let's make a first attack roll. Okay. Um, okay, so that is a nine to hit. That will hit. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. For 10. So wait, was that a natural one? Uh, that was a two. Okay, yeah, that will hit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, that is 10 bludgeoning damage. Um, Perfect. It's a flute, not a short sword. Um, and we will uh, attack one more time with that uh, for a 15 to hit. That will hit. Uh, dealing an additional five bludgeoning damage. Uh, not too much. Uh, okay, and then I am going to use patient defense. Okay, Pine, you're up. All right, so so looking at this blue cyber directly in front of me, how's he looking? The one right in front of you, um, he looks like he's taking some some damage. He's he's definitely, if he had blood, he'd be bloodied. All right, so I'll go ahead and just uh, take another couple shots with sharp wit. It's a twenty five to hit for another twelve piercing damage. Is still standing. Pine's getting the hang of this 
very flexible sword poking at a giant creature made of crystals. Yes. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem super effective, but it, it, would, it would be very effective, but it's really, it's doing the job. We've got someone fighting with a flute. Like, I don't know. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> hey, don't knock the flute. I imagine this obnoxiously slender blade. I, I imagine you like pierce, like stabbing with it, but also like almost whipping the tip at, you know, at that yeah, thing I mean, as well. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Whipping the tip. <laughs> Be careful whipping the tip, guys. Be careful whipping the tip. Okay, that's it. And I thought that my polished rod was bad. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback to a long time ago. We haven't talked about your polished rod for a long time. All right. So what's your? I think about it every time he pulls it out. It, I laugh in my head, but I don't say anything. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine rolled an eighteen to hit for his second attack. That's that's a definite hit. And he hit for eleven more piercing damage. This guy looks like he's falling apart. You know what? I'm actually going to... I'll go ahead and follow that up with the Swordmaster's Fury. So I'll say... Release with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. Just a second. I'll do seven damage and say, Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. And as you hit him, he crumbles into tiny little pieces of glass. Nice. All right. Perfect. You're going to move? You're going to stay put? I'm going to go over there and help our new friend with the flute. Okay. Perfect. Nari, you're up. You've got uh, you've got a blue saber right in front of you and you got a blue saber right to uh, right to the uh, to your right. Yeah, I am going to keep going at the uh, same guy right in front of me that I was hitting earlier. So 25 to hit. That's a definite hit for nine damage. And then my second hit will be 18 to hit. So I'm assuming that does. That definitely does. And then that's 10 damage. Awesome. Very good. Yep, this guy's taking some hits too. And now it's time for Blue Cyber again. Nari, one of them can only hit you, so he's going after you twice. Let's see if he can hit you this time. How about a 20 or a 17? Those will hit. Both of them. Ooh. Uh, let's see here. He is going to do some some big damage, probably. Bam, bam. You take 20 damage from these two punches. And then the other one has Pine or our new young friend to choose from. He is going to go after Pine. I am going to use my Stone's Endurance on that and take um, 9 HP uh, less. So only 11. Awesome. All right. Pine, two attacks coming your way. How about um, looks like a 16 or a 15? Neither one hits. Okay. You use your mahogany cane to block. <laughs> no, it's hickory. It's hickory. <laughs> oh, your hickory. Your hickory cane. Yes, your hickory Apparently cane. Apparently walnut would have been a good choice, too. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Patron, patron Daniel, for letting us know. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Ebby, you're up. Yay. Ebby will rush up behind Nari and kind of just to the right of Pine on Pine's left hand side, I guess, but to the right of him on the map. And I'm going to go ahead and make an... Oh, actually, before we get to my turn, for that blue cyber guy, he actually has to make another deck save because he ended his turn in the bonfire. So this th- so it's difficulty 15, right? Yes. So this time he rolled a 16, so he did roll a 15. So he does not take damage this time. Fair enough. Well, then fine. I will go ahead and attack him <laughs> okay. with my primal savagery. Um, Ebby's... One of his hands kind of turns into this malicious looking metallic claw, kind of transformers its way into this metal claw, you know, so cue the whole kind of music. 
sound effect. And he swipes at it and it will do, if it succeeds, it will do 2d10 um, like acid damage. So I rolled an 18 to hit. That um, will definitely hit. And it'll do six damage. Six damage. Nice. I think before that sound, we we had said that sound effect might be copyrighted, but I think you did it enough, like guttural enough, that it will be okay. That was really, <laughs> that was really back in your throat, man. Like, do you need to go? Do you need to go spit something out? <laughs> no, I'm fine. That's that's where the transformers mean, live. Leave me oh alone. Joff, you're up. You have a you have a bunch of uh, broken crystals next to you. Um, it looks like there's one that you can get to easily. That's uh, in the kind of in the center of the uh, of the bridge that heads down to the next platform. Yeah, Joff will run up to the side of Nari, strike out at the blue cyber um, that's on the walkway in front of them. Okay, sounds like that's a name that somebody would have in the Matrix. <laughs> yes, I rolled in that one. Weren't weren't. Okay, so you rolled a nine, so it would still hit, but it's a not, it's a natural one, so you miss. Yeah, I will strike again with my my chakram to see if I can okay. actually hit him. A twenty two on that one. That will hit, yes. For five damage plus another seven. Uh, what's that? Yeah, twelve damage on that one. Doesn't matter. Add on another extra seven in your brain. I'm keeping track of it with my computer. So okay, <laughs> there we go. Awesome. And anything else, Roos wants to, or Joff wants to do? That's it. Young man with the flute. All right. Uh, being engaged with this one all right over here. Uh, the patient defense fades. I'm going to strike out again with the flute for a 13 to hit. That hits. Dealing seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. I am going to use a way of the flute to add an additional D6 of damage to that. So it deals 11 bludgeoning total. Fantastic. Then we will strike it again for another hit. It looks like a 21. That will hit. All right. For eight more bludgeoning damage, uh, because a flute is obviously a good weapon to use against crystalline monsters. <laughs> you, you know what? Apparently it is. It's <laughs> like Jethro Tull with that flute. <laughs> yes. I imagine you play it just a little bit to get that extra damage before you hit him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get the get the right tone. <laughs> Well, apparently Jethro Tull is not a person. It's the name of the band. I thought Jethro Tull was a person. But oh, yeah. The, the, name of the, the band. guy's name is like Ian something. I can never remember his name. Oh. I, I found that out just the other week. And so uh, it kind of my world came crashing down a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, pict- I'm picturing this. I'm picturing this young boy with the flute popping up around him at different places like like uh, Will Ferrell and Anchorman, the, the jazz flute scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all's flute. Y'all's flute. <laughs> All right. Well, back up to the top of the order. We got Pine. So Pine took position uh, uh, next to the one that is our unnamed friend is fighting. So he'll uh, now take those attacks. Okay. Uh, First attack will hit with a 14 and do nine damage. Okay. And the second one will be a 13 to hit, which will do which will hit and do 11 damage. Yes. And this guy is also looking like he's falling apart. He's taking some serious hits. Okay. All right. Now, if you're done, it's Nari's turn. Nari, you've got one that's on the left side that looks like it's about ready to fall apart. And the one straight ahead looks like it's not doing that much better. I'm kind of upset that this guy hit me so hard. So I'm going to strike out again at the guy that's directly in front of me. So 14 to hit for 10 damage and 17 to hit 
for 12 damage. And just like that, he crumbles into blue dust. Everybody, I found their weakness. They're powerless when you crush them. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It works like magic. <laughs> That's a total ripoff of Scary Movie 3. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last blue cyber is surrounded by four attackers. And so he has four uh, people to choose from. And so he is going to go for Pine. Pine, you have two attacks coming your way. It looks like we have, ooh, a 25 or a 17. The 25 will hit, yeah. And you're going to take 12 damage. Bam! And he punches you with his fist. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ebby, you're up. He will actually still have to make his deck save because that bonfire is oh, just gosh. a raging at his feet. <laughs> and that time he rolled a three for a two. So what damage is that? Yay. Let's see. 10 fire damage. And just like that, he crumbles to dust as well. Cue victory music. We are out of initiative. In fact, I'm actually in a clear initiative, so we have a chance to get some better rolls next time. Oh, thank you. I, I liked my roll. <laughs> Here we are. You guys are standing on this platform floating up in the sky. As you look kind of over the edge, you can see that you're way up high. In fact, if you look down, you can see a plane stretching as far as the eye can see. And on it, you see line art has been drawn into this plane. Uh, specifically, you see what looks like a, a giant condor has been drawn out on this plane. But you are on this crazy grass platform floating up in the sky. You have my gratitude. Yes, well, of course. I love smashing other robots to tiny bits. You're an odd one. I I, I don't think I've seen... Uh, <laughs> going to look at Pine's ears specifically uh, and then Nari's massive frame uh, and Ebby, of course. And I, I don't think... I don't think I've seen creatures like you before. But there are many strange and wonderful things in this world. Are you explorers? Or someone dressed so dashingly? I was going to say, you, you didn't say anything about Joff's uh, outfit? <laughs> I mean, Joff's a human. <laughs> but I'm dressed so poorly. True, true. Your style has gotten worse and worse as we... It, nothing has changed about you, but we just keep digging your style so much lower and lower every time. He loves it, though. Like, he's so unaware of how bad it looks. I forgot. We said... At one point, we even said you're wearing a sweater vest without a shirt underneath. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. We did. Well, I'm definitely going to say something about that. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Well, not explore so much. We are travelers, but where are we? This is the Sky Gardens. Uh, my name is Will. Uh, my apologies for not introducing myself earlier. We we had some pressing matters to deal with. Uh, but yes, my name is Will. This is the Sky Gardens. That doesn't explain much. I do like gardens, though. Well, Will's after mystic statues. I mean, he escaped from a castle dungeon. He also explored some Incan ruins. He actually sailed on a gold ship, saved some slaves. And now he's in a giant floating moon tribe uh, traveling apparatus that's covered in grass for some reason. At this point, yeah. has one of his friends turned into a whale yet? Not turned into a whale, but has been eaten by a whale. <laughs> a whale named Riverson for some reason. <laughs> He's uh, he's seen some crap. <laughs> yeah, I, a dude with Carl Clay ears is not going to phase Will at this point. So wait, so what do we do here? What do we what, what do we need to do to help you? Obviously, these crystal robots are 
the enemy. Yes, yes. So I'm I am searching for pearls here. I'll give you the short version. Uh, about a year ago, my father and I went on an expedition to the Tower of Babel. I was the only one to return. Uh, my father was left behind, but since he's communicated with me and I am trying to unlock the route back to the Tower of Babel so that I can so that I can rescue my father, that I can bring him back. Uh, to do so, I do need to collect the last pearl located in this location. It's a key to unlock the way forward. If you could help me locate this pearl, I'd be very grateful. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we looking for exactly? <laughs> oh, now I'm trying to look to see if I can find a picture of the pearl so I can actually describe it. <laughs> it is pearl-like. It's just a big pearl. Okay. It's it's round. <laughs> Will it be in a treasure chest that we get to like punch open or Yes, yes. I, I assume it's guarded. Yeah, the other three were all in treasure chests. And so you're on the fourth one, so yeah. Perfect. Yeah, definitely a treasure chest that we will have to punch open. Uh and if it's anything like the other ones, it will be well guarded. Ooh. I have a few tricks up my sleeve, but Dealing with these monsters is a lot easier with your guys' help. I don't even have sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically neither do I, but... <laughs> hey, me neither. <laughs> Will, Will is wearing a, a like sleeveless blue tunic and, and gloves, so yeah. <laughs> Just like my sleeveless sweater vest. There you go. <laughs> I've just got to say, Andrew, uh, congratulations on explaining the story that well, because I've played that game recently and I still have a hard time knowing what's going on in that game. So just because of all the <laughs> translation issues and all that. So as you guys stand on this grassy platform floating up over the sky, you can see that to the south across this bridge, it's about a 20 foot long kind of a narrow um, pathway that um, has like a thin railing on either side. There's another platform, a little bit bigger, with some stone pillars that just kind of stick up into the sky for some reason. And you see these three really weird, like, caterpillar-looking things. They're made up of balls. It's like seven balls in a line, and they kind of rise up like a caterpillar and then go back down. And they kind of, every once in a while, they'll jump around. And they are down here on this next platform. That is really the only way to go besides heading off to the right side of the map, which... Um, I'm sure Will is quick to tell you that that leads back to the way that you that he came from, and that's not the right way to go for the pearl. It looks like South is the only way to go. So Pine will go ahead and use a little bit of his commander's morale to heal up because he took some big hits. Okay. So he'll heal up about 20. And Joff is going to put a hand on Ebby's shoulder and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grant you the foresight of my ancestors in the next fight, and you will get advantage on your next initiative roll. Really? Joff, I'm so touched. And he stares lovingly into Joff's face for a moment. <laughs> Joff awkwardly pulls his hand away and, and says, yes, I did touch you. <laughs> Maybe Nari gets it next time. <laughs> As Joff pulls his hand away, Ebby goes to reach up to bring his hand towards it, but he decides against it. <laughs> All right, you guys. So um, here's what we can do. We can roll initiative again. Oh, yeah, I guess let's just roll initiative again. Sweet. Ebby rolled an 11 that time. 
Nice. Nari rolled a 23, which was a nat 20. Ugh, Joff got a nine again. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pine got you beat. He got a seven. Oh, but you guys all, I think, have these little worm things beat. Will got uh, a 12. So here you guys are. There's a long kind of walkway heading to the south towards this bigger platform. There are three of these weird caterpillar creatures kind of inchworming along on there. And it is Nari's turn. All right. Well, I am going to run up this causeway here and I'm just going to I'm going to hack at the first one of these little caterpillars I see. Okay, perfect. Yeah. There's basically one on the left, one on the right, and one kind of in the middle. It looks like the one in the middle might be guarding some kind of a chest. Ooh, maybe it's a chest you get to punch open. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the first one that I encounter, which is going to be the one that left on the map. So that's 19 to hit. Perfect. And that's 10 damage. Nine to hit the second time. That will not hit. Okay. So yeah, I'll just kind of do that for now and sort of see how these guys react. All right. Will, it's your turn. Will is going to run down here. Uh, so attacking the one on the right, trying to get right there in between the little caterpillar segments. Uh, that is, oh, that's a miss. Uh, for the second attack, uh, as Will slips a little bit, that's uh, not very good either. That's no. a 10. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, Will. Whiff, whiff. Maybe we should call you Whiff instead of Will. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to flurry of blows and do more attacks. A 15. Does that hit? That will hit. Oh, sweet. Okay, that is five points of bludgeoning damage. Perfect. And uh, I am going to attempt a stunning strike. Uh, for this one specifically, that is a Constitution saving throw DC 14. If it fails, it is stunned. Constitution saving throw DC 14. And he rolled a he rolled an, an 11 and it's a uh, Constitution. Yes, that would be a 12. It looks like he is yes. stunned. Oh, yeah. OK, the one on the right is stunned. And for that last unarmed strike, that is a 26 to hit uh, for six more points of bludgeoning damage. Fantastic. Ebby, you're up. I am up. Thank you. Let's call forth another bonfire. Ebby, Australia. <laughs> Good day, mate. No, um, instead of Ebby, you're up. Ebby, Australia. Oh, that's like a, that was like a bad dad joke. Let's, let's all just take a second and recover. <laughs> okay. Evie, it's your turn. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call forth a bonfire underneath the weird marble monster. I'm going to call it a marble caterpillar that Will is currently fighting on the right-hand side of the platform. Cool. So that thing is stunned. So I don't know if that is an automatic dex fail. Why not? Just roll some damage. It's seven fire damage, seven fire damage. Oh, and by the way, in case you guys are wondering, these creatures are actually called dinopedes. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? that checks out. All right. Well, that's all Ebby's going to do. All right. Um, Joff, it's Joff, it's Joff's turn. Joff is going to run down the causeway and stand next to our flute wielding new friend on the right hand side of this platform and uh, take a strike with his. Short sword. And you have advantage on this strike, I think, because he's got because he's stunned. So a 19 to hit. That will hit. For six piercing and 14 precision, 20 total. 
Nice. And then uh, I will strike with my my offhand. Just you know, might as well. Yeah. That one is a twenty six to hit. Awesome. For nine damage. Nine damage. Nice. Good round for you. Now, Pine, it's your turn. Pine, with his 35 feet of movement, is actually able to get down and approach one of these um, dinopedes or marble caterpillars. Also square up with the one that Nari has been fighting. Perfect. So I will use my, uh, again, Jester's Epee, the sharp wit. And that is a critical hit. <gasps> That's a critical hit. Yeah. It's so a critical get, hit? It's a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I feel like yes. We're now we need to go into into a show tune about critical hits. <laughs> okay. So that is twelve uh, damage plus an additional four. And sharp wit has a special bonus when I crit with it. It casts hideous laughter on my target. Fantastic. So it needs to make a DC fourteen wisdom saving throw, or it starts to laugh unless it's immune to laughter. Is there anything about intelligence or anything like that in the spell? Uh, creature with an intelligence score of four or less is not affected. He is not affected. Boo! Intelligence of one. I think its intelligence saves would be pretty terrible. <laughs> He's just a bunch of balls. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a string of beads. That's all. It's just like a, a string of beads. Yes. Nothing yes. sexual about it at all. All right. <laughs> Clean rating. Yes. Let me say it's not. Okay. Was that your first attack or was that your second attack? That's my first attack. All right. What's your second attack looking I'm like? I'm going to whip out again with my whippy sword. Whip, crack, whip my whippy sword. <laughs> uh, that's a 25 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, for eight damage. Eight damage. Nice. Perfect. Okay. And now... At long last, it is the Dynapedes attack. So we have one on the left, one in the middle, and the one on the right is stunned and does not get to move. Now, does it get to make a save? Is that how that works at the end of its turn? No, no, not with Stunning Strike. It is unstunned at the beginning of my oh, turn. Oh, that's right. No, at the end of your next turn. Oh, at the end of my next turn. Even better. All right, we've got... Five targets, well, four targets to choose from because Ebby is staying back on the last platform for reasons. Okay, four targets to choose from. The first, the one on the left is going to go after Nari. Nari, suddenly the Dynapede jumps in the air and tries to land on top of you, but it lands right next to you and does not manage to get you. The second one is going to attack after uh, Pine. Pine, let's see. It leaps into the air. And it lands right next to you as well. My rolls are terrible. They are garbage today, guys. I rolled a natural two and a natural four for these attacks. No, it's actually so Nari and and Pine are both just very agile and are very capable of uh, of dodging away from big mm. strings of balls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the beads, right? It's just a string of beads. Yeah. They're very averse to strings of beads, yes. Okay. Totally innocuous, just yeah. beads. Yeah, we'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nari, you're up. It's your turn. You've got one right next to you. Yeah, I am going to swing at this guy that tried to uh, 
get up off my business. Um, so that's an 11 to hit. That's going to miss. His AC is 12, just so you know. All right, so I will swing again for 20 to hit. Yeah. And that will do 10 damage. Fantastic. I'm going to use my action surge and hit him again for 13. That'll hit. And that's seven damage. And then again for 12. That will hit. And that's eight damage. So, Nari, here's what happens. You hit this weird caterpillary thing and it starts to shake. And what I need from you, it all of a sudden it it's made up of like seven marbles and the seven marbles go flying up into the air. And I need everybody within 15 feet. One, two. That is everybody except for Ebby. I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw difficulty 13. Everybody is within 10 feet of me, so they all get to add three to that saving throw. Uh, that won't help Nari much. She rolled a, well, with that extra three, a nine. Oh, man. Oh. Joff rolled a nat one, but with the extra three, got an 11. Not quite enough. <laughs> Pine rolled a 17. Okay. Uh, Will got a 19. Okay, so here's the damage. Oh, that's not too bad. It was 3d8 fire damage. So um, anyone who failed takes eight damage. Anyone who saved takes four damage. Squire appears suddenly and, and kind of cools down my back from the fire and, and takes some of that damage away. He pulls off his little like half cape and like starts um, like swatting your back to put up the fire. <laughs> what yes. a very kind squire. He just starts just starts whipping your back with his beret. <laughs> yes, his, his <laughs> giant beret. <laughs> okay, Will, you're up. Okay, Will is going to go to town on the stunned one with his flute. Uh, maybe a little <laughs> more cautiously now, but it's got to die. So I uh, hope everyone wants to make more saving throws. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Okay, for five points of bludgeoning damage. Well, these damage rules aren't very good. Uh, let's go for one more um, hit. Uh, that's with advantage. That's why I rolled twice. Uh, so the 27 with the crit, uh, would be 12 points of bludgeoning damage against that one that's stunned. Okay. Everybody needs to make another dexterity saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Pine got a 24. Will got a 21. Joff got a 26 on that one. Plus three. 29. Yeah. Nari got a 17. All right. Awesome. So that time, the 3d8 damage, I don't know why it's so low, um, was seven. So everybody saves. So everyone takes three fire damage. 3d8 sounds like it should be so much. And then it's just turning out to be nothing. For my movement, I will run around close to the chest. Okay. But, you know, kind of get by this one, too. In fact, we'll do this so that we can flank the middle one. You can use your bonus action, even if you don't burn a key point, to just do one unarmed strike as well on your turn. Yeah. Oh, then let's do that. Heck yes. So that is a 14 to hit. Perfect. Yeah, this is this one's untouched. 10 points of bludgeoning damage for that one. Fantastic. So uh, I just want to be clear. Will does more damage, apparently, with his fists than his flute. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) I'm envisioning that Lindsey Sterling gal that like dances and does the violin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Like when you're <laughs> running around, like that's what I'm picturing is you just kind of like going crazy like that. Yeah. Just skipping across the stage with flowing dresses. <laughs> I just got to ask real quick, uh, Scott, how old are you? Because you said that exactly how my dad would say it, that Lindsay Sterling gal. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very good. Yeah, so just so everyone's aware kind of what we're looking at as far as this picture, um, we've got Ebby still back on that very first platform. We've got Nari and Pine, Joff and Will all kind of surrounding this last dinopede marble centipede thing. Um, Will is also right next to a treasure chest. And now that brings us to Ebby's turn. Woohoo! Let us pull up another bonfire under the final remaining s- s- string of beads. Okay. Okay, so DC 15 deck save, he rolled a natural one. So how much damage does he take? So he will take, or she, I don't, I mean, it could go either way, honestly. It will It will take <laughs> 13 fire damage. Okay, and then that will bring us to Joff. Unless you want to move, Abby, do you want to stay back where you're at or you want to move up? I'm good, you know, just living the dream back here. <laughs> Exploding centipedes are not your thing? Yeah, you know. (laughs) All right. All right, Joff, you're up. So Joff will turn to the one that's engaged with Mr. Pine and he'll strike at that one. Perfect. For a 25 to hit. That will hit. For 11 piercing and 6 precision, so 17. Nice. And then I'll offhand with my chakram for 12 to hit. That will hit. For 7 damage, so 24 total. Perfect. And Pine, you're up getting the hang of this sword is whipping it all around like Zorro and he will uh, take first attack 21 to hit that's a hit uh, for 13 damage everyone make a dexterity save <laughs> except for Ebby <laughs> plus three that's a 21 for Will Joff got a 14 14 for Nari Pine got an 11 with my 3d8 of damage, you are going to take five damage. Everybody else is going to take two. <laughs> you know, Paul, I, I like this damage trend. It keeps going down. If you could keep rolling like that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is getting ridiculous. All right. So here we here's what we have. We have um, a cleared off grassy platform with a wall all the way around it. It looks like there's nowhere to go, but there is a treasure chest right in front of Will. Someone punch that chest. <laughs> Nari chests have latches. You can open them. Oh, Will is going to open that treasure chest. <laughs> no, I, I remember there was one time where you were supposed to grab the treasure chest, shake it around above your head and then slam it on the ground and it'd pop open. That is true. <laughs> I hear that's the most efficient way to do that. Oh, no, that was Secret of Mana. Never mind. <laughs> that was Secret of Mana. That was Secret of Mana, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, Will, are you going to open up that treasure chest? Absolutely. All right, and inside you find a red jewel. And you know that you could take this back to Jem, the, what, the master of the seven seas, and maybe he'll give you some special powers for it. But this is not what you're looking for. Well, this is not a pearl. This is like a ruby or something. Yeah, uh, yes, it, it, it has value. Don't, don't get me wrong, but we're going to need to search further. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, 
Will, you know in your um, exploration that um, sometimes when you've come to a place where you don't know where to go, um, things might be invisible per se. There is a, a certain song that you know that will sometimes reveal hidden things. Do you know what that song is, Will? Hey, Aqualung. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the song is. If you'll give me a moment, uh, occasionally my flute can unlock passageways that have before been hidden, and Will is going to play the song of Lola. Don't ruin my joke. This is an $8 bet. I'm going to do it. <laughs> is it going to be as painful as Matt's? This is going to be better. Let me see if I can play this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Just think I got this. Anybody? That's right. It's Lola's tune. It's Lola's well, You're Lola's not the Lola. most passionate guy, but. <laughs> As you play that tune, that very well done tune, I mean, you guys listen to that song coming out of Will's flute, and it is just the most beautiful sound you've ever heard. Please, please say you're going to do it again, Paul, because that cost you eight dollars. Um, and suddenly, part of the wall kind of reveals itself. It was hidden. And there is a section of wall missing on the south part of this platform. Will, having been up here on the Sky Garden for a while, you have a good idea of what you're supposed to do here at this little, like, um, this little place where there's no wall. But everybody else, uh, I don't know if they have any clue what you're supposed to do. I'm going to gesture. Hey, guys, follow me. And jump. Will jumps off the side of the bill, uh, side of the sky, uh, the sky garden, and disappears from sight. Well, it was fun knowing him. <laughs> he seemed like a nice man. <laughs> well, goodbye, Will. I will go peek over the edge. <laughs> Will's down there, kind of waving gesturing. Come on down. Well, Will actually, no, he can't even see you. If anyone is willing to follow you. Then they will. I'll describe it to them. Uh, will Will is going to blow very loud on his flute. Do it. Paul. Do it. <laughs> Can we please have that come back in the main campaign? It needs to. It needs please, to so please. bad. Hey Paul, you need to learn the victory music on that thing. Yes. Well, it doesn't have sharps and flats, so I can't play a lot of stuff. All right. Okay. Hey, where there's so a will, there's a way. Ebby <laughs> is just going to straight up walk just and just walk off the edge of this platform. Ebby! Ebby, yeah. now if you had a stomach, you would feel as you fall, all of a sudden your center of gravity gravity shifts. And instead of falling down past the sky garden, you actually shift and you end up standing up on the underside of this platform. 
And as you stand there and you look up, instead of seeing the sky, you can see the ground and you can again see that line drawing of the condor miles down beneath you um, on the ground. And you are standing next to Will. And in front of both of you, you see two more of these crystalline figures. This time, though, they are red. They are red cybers. And Will, as you look to the side over by, there's two of them, the one on the left, right next to the one on the left, you see this pulsating blue kind of will-o'-wisp type of a thing just sitting there kind of waving in the in the wind. And I'm pretty sure Will knows what to do with that blue, oh, yeah. uh, blue spot. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're going to roll initiative. And uh, everybody on the other side of the platform is going to have to figure this out. So let's all roll initiative one more time. Nari rolled a 16. Perfect. Pine rolled a 21. Joff got a 19. Ebby got a 14. I like that roll a lot better. Will got a 20. Ooh. And the Red Cybers got a 1. Nice. Actually, they (laughs) rolled a natural 1, which means technically they got a 0. So they don't get to go at all. All right. You guys guys just won the game. No. All right. Pine, you're up. So Ebby just walked off the edge. Mm -hmm. Pine heard the flute. So he's going to cautiously cannonball. (laughs) (laughs) So to put put some context to it, Ebby, have you guys seen the labyrinth with David Bowie? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. You know when he walks over that ledge and awkwardly like goes like 270 degrees, you know, 180 degrees from being upside down to being right side up. Yep. That was totally Abby going off the side of the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Pine comes cannonballing up. We'll say that's five feet of your movement as you land on the underside of this platform. And he'll say, damn, more robots. And just so everyone's aware, this is pretty much a mirror image of the platform up above, except for it is um rocks instead of grass um and there is also it looks like a platform uh, uh, th- this platform that they're on is slightly bigger there was another causeway heading up to the north and there's a smaller platform on the far side of that causeway all right pine you're up okay so actually pine is going to with the rest of his movement kind of rush between the two robots um to the to the far edge of the platform leaving room for his uh allies to come in as well um but he'll be uh, kind of di- uh, between both of them so but he'll start by attacking the one on the right so to his left okay the 27 hit these guys are these guys any more dexterous than the previous ones no these guys look just about <laughs> almost exactly the same um they do look a little bit beefier though okay well Great. Uh, so that's a 14. And then I'm also going to say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury, and do an additional uh, six, six damage with my additional two strikes. And then I'll do another attack with Sharp Wit. Whipping it around, I'll come back in, try to flick it into the eye. It's a 16 to hit. That'll hit. For another 10 damage. Will, you are here on the underside of the platform. It's your turn. So first thing Will is going to do is go straight to this little blue pulsating orb. Uh, I'll be back, guys. <laughs> the blue pulsating orb suddenly turns into a uh, like a, a doorway. And through the doorway, um, you can see stars. 
and it looks like it looks like space and uh nobody else can only see in there but suddenly will disappears what the hell is going on here and so andrew i I think that's going to be the end of this turn okay yeah yeah that makes sense okay will is suddenly no longer there all right joff you're up Joff is going to grumble and say, I guess this is the only way to end this nightmare. And he's going to run and jump over the edge as well. Perfect. You as well feel that that gut wrenching pull as you as you your whole center of gravity turns 180 degrees and you land on the underside of this platform. Okay, Joff is going to call on some of his mystic ancestral spirits and he's going to cast a spell ancestral guidance it is it's basically just bless but uh pick three people and they can add a d4 to their attack rolls and so i am going to do mr pine myself and nari so every attack roll you can add a d4 to it nice awesome is that your whole turn or you get to attack too that is my whole turn. That's going to bring us now to Nari. You're up, Nari. All right, Nari will say, well, I guess if all my friends are jumping off her bridge, I might as well go too. <laughs> I, I believe that was the point of your parents saying that, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. She'll hop off that ledge. All right, and then you, you feel that gut-wrenching turn as well, and you are standing on the bottom of this platform, and you see the two red cybers as well. Okay, so I will um, move up a couple more feet and attack the first one I come to, which is, I think, the same one Pine was attacking. It is, yes. Okay, Uh, so that's a nat 20 to hit. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. So that's 13 damage. Yeah, it looks like you rolled a 9, which means that's actually 18 plus 4, which means it's actually 22 damage. Fantastic. Sweet, so... So then I'll, I'll hit out again for nine to hit, which I'm assuming doesn't. Roll a d4 and add it to it. Oh, that's right. But a nine does hit. Oh, nice. What was that <laughs> spell again called? Ancestral Guidance? Ancestral Guidance. Very cool. When did, when did, when did, Joff, when did you get magic again? I don't know if this is magic. I don't know what's happening to me anymore. <laughs> Just rolling with it. It's puberty. <laughs> <laughs> it's puberty. I'm seeing Don't ghosts. feel ashamed of it, Joff. <laughs> Just let it happen. <laughs> when it's time to change, you have to rearrange. Oh my gosh. Sonari will hit for seven damage uh, with that second roll. Nice. Okay, and then perfect. As her uh, bonus action, she is actually going to cast Shield of Faith um, on herself and bump up her AC for the duration of 10 minutes. That is a good thing because it looks like you've got one of them is attacking you and the other one is going to turn towards Mr. Pine. All right, perfect. Okay, Abby, it's your turn. Cool. Uh, I'm just going to very simply pull out my hands to both sides and say, uh, Phobos, Demos, it's dinner time. And we're going to we're going to conjure some dire wolves. All right. So now just a heads up to all the players. When I was using uh, tokens for dire wolves, I was using them as the size of a regular wolf. They are bigger than that. So a heads up, Phobos and Demos, where did you want them to pop up? (laughs) Uh, Let's have one come in just to the right of the 
robot monster on the right. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> and then <laughs> <is massive>. <laughs> <laughs> Phobos shows up and is the size of a horse. And then the other one will be um, kind of just to the left of of Nari in kind of in front of the other one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. It. It's getting a little bit crowded up here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're good. Just snuggle them. They love that. They haven't been around for a while. What have you been feeding them? They're enormous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay, so they pop up and then they go right after you. Do they roll their own initiative? They do their own initiative, don't they? Friendly to you, roll. Oh, yeah. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group and they have their own turn. So let me do that real quickly here. Okay. I, I added a turn. You just roll their initiative. Oof. They got a seven for their initiative. That's good, because that means that they get to go next before the red cybers. <laughs> All right. Oh, my um, gosh. Let's go ahead and have them both attack the one that Nari had attacked as well. OK, the one that's on the right. Why don't you actually do them one at a time? OK, um, I think because they have pack tactics, I think they're going to get advantage on each of these attacks. Cool. So we'll have Phobos on the far right. Go ahead and attack. Okay. And rolled a, well, that didn't give me, <laughs> that was a, an eight, but I, I don't know why it didn't roll with initiative or with, or advantage, with advantage, but we're we'll going to try and do again. that one more time. An 11 to hit. The 11 will hit. Oh, and we'll do 10 bite damage. Okay. And then he has to make like a, a, a save to stay standing. Yeah. DC 13 strength save or get knocked prone. Uh, he, he rolled a 14 natural, and that's his strength is much higher than that. So he's good. Good deal. And then we'll have Demos go ahead and make his attack rolls. Okay. Uh, which is a 20 to hit. That's uh, yeah, that's great. Roll it again in case he crits. Yeah, we'll see if he crits. Uh, 21, so no crit. Okay. And for damage, 10 bite damage. And this red cyber crumbles into dust before he even gets a chance to do anything. Good boys. Good boys. <laughs> Tail start wagon. All right. And it is now Red Cyber's turn. The only one left. And it's got two targets to choose from right next to it. It's got either Demos or Pine. So it's going to go after Demos. Okay. Demos, two attacks coming your way. Uh, looks like a nine or a 26. The 26 will hit. All right. These guys, like I said, are a little bit beefier. They hit a little bit harder. Oh, that's max damage. 20 damage to Demos. Ouch. It's okay, puppy. Who's a good boy? (laughs) And now we're back up to Pine. So with the only uh, only one of these robots left, uh, Pine is actually going to shift over to its other side, again, opening up for allies to come in and take a couple whip sword strikes nice that's a 27 to hit that hits for 11 damage perfect and then a 10 to hit that'll hit for 10 damage <laughs> 10 damage i can't remember if these guys had higher ac because you said they're beefier but they just hit harder the blue cybers they hit with a 2d6 plus four and the red cybers hit with a 2d8 plus four Ooh. And then they also will hit max damage, apparently. So, all right, Pine, is that your whole turn? Yeah, we'll say it is. Okay. Andrew, what happened with Will? Where is he? 
Will is not the one who steps out of the doorway, uh, as opposed to that a massive knight wearing full plate armor, long flowing blonde hair, holding a sword almost as big, big as himself, wielding it in one hand, effortlessly steps out of the doorway, looks around, uh, sees the two giant wolves that appear, and I, I honestly don't know what to make of those, uh, but they seem to be friendly. So glances at Pine, gives Pine a nod, and is going to turn and attack this red cipher right here. Perfect. That's a 15 to hit. That'll hit. For seven slashing damage. <laughs> okay. You're continuing that role of great damage rolls with uh, weapons, yes? Yeah, I should just punch it. That Oh, nope, nope, that one's a miss. Okay. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Natural one. Oh, gosh, this guy shows up and he's like so cool. And then he's Ooh, just kind of... Bring back nah. the flutes. <laughs> <laughs> Jock, you're up. His hair's pretty, though. Very pretty. It's gorgeous. <laughs> that flowing hair. Joff will he'll run around Demos and engage the last... Um, red rock dude there and strike out with a short sword for 10 to hit that'll hit did eight piercing 11 precision for 19 damage that's a big hit perfect and then i'll you know just keep at it 26 with my chakram that'll hit and six six stab wounds with that awesome cool yeah this guy's looking like he's taking some be- a beating and that brings us to nari all right, Nari's also going to step around Demos and get up a little bit closer to this guy. And she's going to try to take him down and, and get all the glory for it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, eight to hit, but it was a nat one. Oh, and an eight wouldn't hit anyway. It's got to be a nine. And then a uh, nat 20. <laughs> That's awesome. A one, <laughs> a one and then a 20. 20 nice. That's awesome. <laughs> And so that one is 22 damage. That's awesome. I, you know what? Oh, my gosh. It is so close. You, Nari, you showed up to just kind of try to take the glory, and it looks like you almost succeeded, but this guy has one hit point left. Ebby, I've, uh, I've weakened him for you. All right, Abby, it's your turn. Yeah. Nari and only Nari has weakened him for you. <laughs> 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 well, the new guy with the long blonde hair didn't help much. Uh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, and with that, Ebby uh, will stalk forward and pull out his fighting baton, his polished rod. Yes. Yes. And he will use his innervating strike thing and. Get that thing charged up and have an attack at it for 17 to hit. That'll hit. And we'll do six bludgeoning damage. And he crumbles to red dust. All right, so here's what's happening. You guys are on the underside of this platform. Um, What I failed to mention last time is there is that same causeway heading up to the north. You think, I mean, the world's kind of upside down, so it's hard to tell which way is which. But to the north, there is that same causeway, but it looks like there's some kind of a barrier blocking the way. And as you look at the other platform, you can see there is this kind of orange button on the ground. And on the far side of that orange button, there is a large treasure chest just waiting to be opened. But this barrier seems to block the causeway. 
Can we knock it down? Nori, throw me over there. There's a button to push. <laughs> it, it's it's red, but it's, it's, so it's not green like the other ones. But if I stomp on it, maybe we'll free somebody. <laughs> I have a solution. Excuse me, Pine. As the uh, blonde-haired for uh, blonde-haired figure, blonde-haired knight is is gesturing, uh, holds out his sword and launches a dark fireball from the tip straight towards this little switch thing right up here. This pulsating fireball thing comes shooting out of the sword, moving surprisingly slow. Um, but once it hits that button, the button depresses and the barrier disappears, and there's now a clear path to this treasure chest. Hut them! <laughs> I love how whenever there's a lull, whenever there's a lull in any kind of anything, we can just expect uh, Matt to come in with hot damn every time. <laughs> well, no, no, I branched out this time. I also said hell yeah a couple times. That's so. right. That's right. Awesome. So there is a treasure chest here at this on this other platform. Pine is the fastest one in the group. He's going to sprint across. He wants to get the treasure chest first. He sprints across, and what are you going to do? I guess punch a treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing now. I love how whenever we play, the treasure chests are never in our normal game, so we never even think to check for traps because Super Nintendo games didn't have trap treasure chests very often. Um, they had monsters in a box sometimes. But uh, Pine, you pop this treasure chest open, and inside you see this large pearlescent pearl. Pearlescent pearl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pearl-like. Did you like my descriptors? <laughs> it's pearl-like. You may just—you may even describe the color as mother of pearl. <laughs> I'll pick it up and I'll hold it over my head with both hands and go, I found the pearl. Thank you, Pine. You have my gratitude. Who is this guy anyway? <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. You look like the lead singer from a 1980s heavy metal rock band. <laughs> yes, that hair, oh. it's fabulous. <laughs> are, you, are you Matt or Gunnar Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Frieden. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Will, just an, an alter ego of Will, if you will. So like a disassociative identity disorder thing? I think it's more than that. <laughs> Closely into it. <laughs> I think the identity is still the same. It's, it's, Will is just borrowing Frieden's body in this game. Basically, Will just borrows the body of the Dark Knight Frieden. Like, that's basically how the game works. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I borrow his body later? <laughs> Only when I'm done. <laughs> Don't wear yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Okay, so we are going to fast forward a little bit. Now that you have this final pearl, you make your way back across these platforms. You jump back over that edge and land back on the top side of the Sky Garden, heading back the way you came. You go the one direction that you did not go into this kind of central area of the Sky Garden. Here you see these kind of floating, wispy, white spectral faces that kind of go around. And when you talk to them, they say things like, we are the Moon Tribe, and this is how we get around in our Sky Garden. For some reason, I don't know. I have, still have no clue why this is part of the game, but it is part of the game. And um, you can see that there is like this central floating platform, and there are these uh, these squares that form a path to get onto that platform. And there's one square that's out of place, and you can see around the edge there is uh, 
a place for four pearls and three of the pearls have already been placed. There's only one spot left. Frieden will move forward, hold up a hand for caution, and carefully place a pearl down on the last open spot. As you do so, this blue tile slides over and completes this bridge to this central platform. And as it does so, you hear this strange screech. I thought we were going to hear the, the flute again. Oh. <laughs> I, I can do that, too, if you want me to do that, yeah, too. Screech the flute, please. <laughs> so there's this platform. Do you guys want to go across it? Yeah, obviously. Oh, Frieden's already started. Joff is following very closely to Frieden. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll follow the beautiful man. All right. I'm hoping that not an hour has passed and Phobos and Demos are also following me as we go on this thing. So Phobos, Phobos and Demos are definitely following you. Um, this has not been an hour. As you guys walk across this platform, suddenly you are standing on this kind of purple platform. It's very, very large, and the bridge behind you disappears. Suddenly it seems as if the whole sky garden starts to fall from the sky for some reason. I don't know why. There are like these pieces of rock and debris that are flying by. Suddenly the platform behind you disappears. The pathway disappears and you see this strange, like almost statue. Like it looks, it almost looks like a bust of a statue with a large hat on. And it's actually made out of stone, but it has these big blue wings and these huge talons as it comes flying out of the sky, letting out a screech. And we are going to roll initiative. Joff got a 14. Pine got a 7. Nari rolled a 14. Frieden got a 6. Ebby got a 9. And the dire wolves got 11. Well, you guys all get to go before this creature, which might kind of suck. But actually, maybe not. This creature, which we'll call, for some reason... Viper comes flying out of the sky and at initiative 20, there is a layer action as the uh, sky garden falls and there's pieces of rocks flying by. I need everyone to make a difficulty 14 dexterity save. Everybody but the wolves gets to add three to that. They're too far away. Joff got a 24. Nari got an 11. 18 for Frieden. Pine got a 17. Phobos rolled a 21. Demos rolled a 10. And Ebby got a plus three, right, Pine? Yes. I got a 14 for Ebby. So everybody who managed to get a 14 or above saves. And they will and they will take uh nothing. The anyone who failed. He's going to take nine bludgeoning damage as these rocks that are flying off of the Sky Garden knock you and uh, hit you for nine damage. Poor Demos has just had the crud beat out of him. Yeah, (laughs) Demos is not looking great. All right, that brings us to Joff. Joff, what are you going to do? There's this creature. It is right now, so it can fly, but right now it is standing at the edge of the platform. It has not taken off with its wings yet. I, as I recall the last random save game, I made a horrible mistake and ran in first. I'm going to shift to the other side of Frieden and throw my chakram at this creature for an 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay. So that one does five damage. Okay. Then I'm going to throw it again for my bonus action. 16 to hit. 
That does not hit. It bounces off. What of about this. a seventeen? A seventeen will hit. Yeah. Okay, because I uh, with the bless, <laughs> I can add I can add a d four. Okay. And I got a one, so seventeen to hit. That'll hit for nine damage. So fourteen damage total. Yep. All right. Is that your turn? That will be my turn. It falls from the sky. Dead. It's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Victory music. That was shockingly easy. Yeah, it is going to. Okay, there. Okay, perfect. Okay, it is now Nari's turn. Oh man, Nari should probably be cautious and take a take a leaf out of uh, Joff's book. I think she's kind of going to come up like halfway, so she's a little bit more closer to it. But she Mm -hmm. is also going to. throw her hand axes okay uh so 24 to hit that'll hit for six damage okay and then the other one 22 to hit for nine damage and then she's also going to use her second wind and heal some some points uh 12 hp all right cool all right, if that's your turn, then Phobos, it's Phobos's turn. Or Phobos and Demos. Woohoo! Um, they are going to just go ahead and rush right up and try and attack okay. the thing. Whatchamacallit? The Viper! The Viper, the Viper. The Viper has come to vipe your windows. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Worst <laughs> episode of G.I. Joe ever. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> nice. And do they get, will they get, um, advantage on this at all? Yeah. Pack tactics. All right. Let's do that. So first, uh, let's say, um, Demos on the right goes ahead and attacks, does a 22 hit. Uh, yes. 22 hits. Yeah. Yeah. And does nine bite damage as a part of that. Cool. I don't know if this counts. It's if the target is a creature, it has to succeed on the strength save or get knocked prone. It's a creature. Is there a size? Because this thing is huge. It it didn't say that there is a size, but I feel like if you as a DM want to say that it's going to be immune, that's fine. This fight's going to be hard enough, so you can try to knock this guy prone. So what's he got to make? Uh, DC 13 strength. DC 13 strength. He rolls a 10 um, and fails and then he passes anyway. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then we'll have uh, Phobos go ahead and make his attacks. Okay. 18. And then with the advantage roll, another 18. So 18 to hit. It hits. Or, ooh, max damage, 13, or almost max damage, I guess. 13 bite damage. Nice. Then he's got to make another save, right? Yep. That's right. Um, 13 is the difficulty? Uh, Yes. He rolled a 12 and he fails and then he's going to pass again. And now with his strength, he's got a plus seven to his strength. And now you've burned up two of his legendary resistances. Nice. (laughs) Fantastic. He is going to now do a legendary action. And what I need is I am going, he is going to do two. He's going to do a a wing attack against Phobos and Deimos. So against uh, the one on the left, um, it is a 28. And against oh. the and that is going to deal that's going to deal eleven damage. And then the one on the right, um, it is a, another twenty eight. Oh gosh! And that's going to be uh, fourteen damage. No, Demos dies. All right. 
Which one was Demos, left or right? On the right. Oh. You know what's funny too is that so Phobos and Demos, I just got done playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Demos is your sibling. Um, they are this uh this chosen warrior who just mows through like fields of 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 soldiers and is like to be feared until the very end of the game. And then Phobos is your horse. <laughs> yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, so now this creature is flying. This creature is now in the air. High, how high in the air? Uh, well, let's see. Actually, we'll say it's, since this game is kind of two-dimensional, even though it's kind of a 3D game, um, we'll say it's that he is going to move across to the right side of the platform, close to Joff, where it then lands. Ebby, you are up. Okay. Ebby, you know, widens his stance for spellcasting and support. And says, uh, kind of in a crescendo of his voice, um, it'll be okay. And he's going to summon the unicorn totem. Fantastic. Uh, let's put that kind of near the middle of the this rectangular fighting area, kind of around this area, in hopes that the, the aura will cover everybody. Perfect. And I'm guessing it's the unicorn. Oh, most definitely. There we go. Perfect. I was so hoping I would get to see the unicorn token today. That just, uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I'll, with my level one spell slot, I'm going to do a bonus action Erdos's word on uh, Nari. I think you're not at max hit points, right? I am for sure not at max hit points. Well, let's go ahead and try to fix some of that. <laughs> and I'll heal you for seven, and then everybody in the radius gets six uh, bonus healing. Seven. Level seven, my friend. Yeah, we're level seven now. Level seven. Awesome. Oh, I'm level seven. That's right. Very good. Good round. Okay, Pine, you're up. Oh, wait, no. No. Um, legendary action. This viper is going to lash out with its tail at... Uh, it can go for either... Joff or Frieden. And so uh, we'll say that Frieden is odds. Um, it's going for Frieden. Frieden, you better watch out because here comes a tail. Oh, no. And that tail is going to be not the perfect specimen, Frieden. Oh, my gosh. I rolled a two, which makes it a 13. Does that hit you? No. Okay. He's done with his legendary actions for this round. Okay. Um, Pine, go ahead. Okay, so Pine is going to move up kind of behind him. He can kind of cross the the platform and get behind him. Again, leaving one whole side of him open toward my allies so that they can come in and help. And as he's walking, he kind of uh, does some uh, flicks of his new sword and he says, The craven fall and are consumed. Sword of Infernos. And his sword starts to glow uh bright red and some flames start to lick uh lick at it and then he's going to make a first attack okay does an 18 hit it does okay so that's 10 piercing damage okay and then because i cast sword of infernos at level two it's going to do 2d6 10 fire damage Okay. So that right now that's 20 damage. It also is now on fire. Okay. (laughs) 
so basically it's it's going to um at the start of each of its turns until i lose concentration or until the spell ends um it's going to have to make a constitution saving throw and take additional fire damage if uh if it fails okay and then i'm also going to just go ahead and on top of all of that do a swordmaster's fury level 2 so that's 3d8 uh and i'll say release unleash release unleash <laughs> I'm pretty what sure do it's I even say? You say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury, and do an additional 3d8 of damage. Come on, big money, big money. For 12 additional damage. Nice. So that would be, for that first attack, 32 damage. Good for you. And you still got another attack. I do have another attack. I'll go ahead. Uh, that's a crit. Uh-oh. I'm hoping this thing's intelligent. Um, so that will be 16 damage. And I'm going to go ahead and use a, a first level uh, Swordmaster's Fury. I'll say it again, but I'll do another two quick strikes uh, for 2d8 damage. For another additional nine damage. And don't you get to double that? Oh, shoot. Yeah, 18 damage. Why, why did I help you? Why did I help you? <laughs> this guy hasn't even gotten a turn yet. <laughs> 16 plus 18, whatever that math is, whatever that math's out to be. Okay. And then on top of that, it has to make a DC 14 wisdom save or start laughing. Unless it's not smart. Well, it rolled a 14 naturally and its wisdom save is plus zero. So it barely saved. <sighs> Man, I was okay. really hoping to get your, your best laugh from this creature. <laughs> oh. I already did a screech. <laughs> okay, and that is my <laughs> entire turn then. All right. Frieden, you're up. Sweet. Let's see if we can make it fall down. Uh, Frieden is going to move forward and attack with his great sword. 22 to hit. That will hit. For 13 points of slashing damage, and Frieden is going to expend a superiority die to do a trip attack. Okay. That is a um, DC. 15 strength saving throw and five additional slashing damage. Okay, he failed. You trip him, but he meant, but he succeeds. He burns his last resistance. And how much how much trip damage was that? Five? Uh, eight. Yeah, five, five slashing for the trip. Okay. Uh, and then we will hit him one more time with the great sword and maybe we can make him fall over for good this time. That's a 14 to that hit. That is not enough. Oh, thank goodness. I get to do something with this guy. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. I thought this guy was going to just roast you. Yeah, that would be a real shame if Frieden did, you know, used his action surge right now and did two more attacks. Yeah, you know, that that would be a real shame. Uh, and that, that I, I think Frieden may do that. <laughs> so, action surge. Uh, one more great sword attack. Nope. One more great sword attack. Yes. OK, that's 11 points of slashing damage plus an additional tripping attack. Uh, strength saving throw DC 15. Keep rolling those twos. I got real quiet because um, before you did your superiority die, he had one hit point left. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> so, Frieden, um, with your attacks, um, <laughs> he manages to not get tripped because he's too busy falling off the edge of the platform as he dies. Suddenly, there is a bright light and Frieden kneels down, whether he wants to or not. And before you know it, Will is standing there again, and Frieden is gone. Wait, where'd the handsome man go? Bring back the pretty one. 
Damn it. <laughs> Time for the epic flute solo. <laughs> <laughs> Frieden, as or will, as you're standing there, suddenly you can feel this like beam of energy kind of circling around and around and around your inventory screen for some reason. And on this little pillar off to the side, this really weird looking mystical statue appears. And congratulations, <sighs> Will, you got your second mystical statue. But the platform you are on is falling to the earth and you guys don't know what to do. How to get off? Oh, no. Well, we should probably just turn the game off. (laughs) (laughs) As you look around, rocks are falling, rocks are flying past you guys. You're not getting hit or anything. But Will, as you look over the side, you see a strange contraption flying through the air. It is an airplane flown by your uncle, I think, Neil? Yes. As you leap off to go and jump onto the airplane and make it to safety, we're going to turn off the game right there. I think that's been enough of this game uh, (laughs) for the night. So anyway, hey guys, thanks for playing today. That was a lot of fun. That was so fun. Um, Here, we'll, we'll end with this. (laughs) all right as will floats off to play on the airplane and he plays that amazing flute solo uh he left us here on the platform yeah you guys are on the platform falling to your death (laughs) it's okay you guys will be thanks for your help see you later (laughs) where did you put his body (laughs) pinus is shaking the old man fist from his porch like you you whippersnapper (laughs) oh gosh all right guys well hey thanks for playing this random save game hopefully you guys had fun i had a whole bunch of fun if you guys know what game this is then tweet it to us or um go on our facebook page that we check all the time and uh and let us know what game you think this was it was a a fun one when i was a kid um we we rented this one a lot as well but anyway um, anybody want anything they want to like uh, plug? We had a, you know, thanks Andrew for being a guest on our podcast, our very first guest for this random save game. We really appreciate you playing with us. Bravo. Oh, thank you Bravo. so much for the invite. Yeah, being the MVP and taking down the Viper. I do have one plug to put in real quick. Uh, If you guys are looking for cool or different kind of dice, the Arcanist's Armory on both Etsy and Facebook has a couple of selections. Uh, The Healer's Dice are their most popular. So, hey, give them a look if, if, if you're so inclined. What was that name again? The Arcanist's Armory. Ooh, I can cool. I can I'll, I can send it to you guys to post on the Patreon if you want to or whatever. But yeah. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to plug? I just want to plug uh, Red Jewels um, <laughs> that you send off to to Jem, the master of the seven seas. Oh, yeah. Um, what's fun, and many of you may not know this, but if you collect every single one of them, then you too can live the experience we had in our previous random saved game of fighting the Iron Earwig. Yes. Well, I mean, the Metal Mantis, we can use its real name. I don't think anyone's going to sue us for saying Metal Mantis, but yes. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Yes. Red Jewels. Anybody else have anything they want to plug? I do want to say, I do want to say Only Murders in the Building has been great so far. Check it out on Hulu. It's awesome. Okay. I, I want to plug um, my my new campaign I'm running for my, my children. It's going to be good. So <laughs> not that anyone can, awesome. has access to it, but, you know, it's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have anything they want to plug? 
I love the uh, conflicts in those like kid campaigns. It's like, oh, this evil beholder has stolen all the world's pets. And- <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> My daughter has already been very concerned about who she can marry in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I run a campaign for my kids and uh, my boys want to play like a Legend of Zelda. And so there's Kakariko Village, but I can't just use Kakariko. So I was trying to think of a name that sounded like it. So they go, they started out in Paprika Village. Nice. Paprika Village. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've got one more plug. I would like to plug the Hop Diet, turning you into a big, strong wolf in record time. <laughs> Wait. Eating hop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, I would like to um, plug the holes in this recorder. (laughs) (laughs) With my fingers. (laughs) No, I just want to shout a really quick plug uh, uh, and thank you to uh, Vancouver, Washington's fire department. Oh, jeez. All right. (laughs) Any other random plugs? You know, just like random stuff? I mean, if we're talking about the city of Vancouver, the Humane Society uh, took a couple kittens from me this week. So that was nice. Oh, Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, hey, thanks for playing, Andrew. Thanks for being a guest. Jordan, any plugs? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It's your turn. Come on. I got got nothing, guys. I got, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really play with plugs. Is, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I'm more into those, uh, those beads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Wait, thanks for playing. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, go leave us a review. Uh, write us a, you know, a quick couple words. It helps other people find us. And until next time, have a great time. <laughs>